Rad Racer, feel the awesome power of 3D rally racing. Welcome to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sam. And I'm Sean. How's it going, guys? I'm doing good. This is a this is an odd setup. We've we never really done it it's like this. It's never been us three. Yeah. I'm so glad usually, you're here, Sam. Usually I'm the, the flake. Are, are <laughs> the expectations uh, in line with everybody, like... You know, like how we usually record a podcast. Do you feel like you're... I feel a little off? Okay, uh, I feel like there's an intruder here. Do you think the listeners feel like there's an intruder here? I feel like now they do. Depends on if they're like listening to it like on a portable speaker in their bathroom and they're like changing in the bedroom and they're like, oh, that could sound like an intruder as well as Michael Esposito from Nostalgia. Three intruders. Three intruders. Yeah, that's our band. Cool. So yeah. <laughs> today we are talking about Rad Racer. Is Rad like? Is that still happening in the eighties? Is Rad a cool? Yeah, word? no, I think so. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm just not sure if Rad it's was like seventies. Like no, it, it's if more. If it was released today, it'd be on Fleek Racer. <laughs> <laughs> I would play on Fleek Racing. I think that would be awesome. <laughs> so, so Rad Racer, uh, that's by Square, and we all know that Square is going to go ahead and do Final Fantasy stuff, but they've already done something for us on the NES. It came out just a month ago, but yeah. for us, it was weeks and weeks ago. Yeah. And that was uh, the 3D Battles of World Runner. Which was uh, less than expected from Square. Like, you know, from the future expectations of Square. If you know what I mean. Yeah, and I think, like, in line with what the rest of the console was doing at the time, yeah. it was still behind. Yeah. Like, it still wasn't that great. It's like, wow, thanks for pretending to simulate 3D, but also you forgot the gameplay. Yes. And, uh... They they tried to go about their 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 3D ideas in a different way with this one, didn't they? I, I think so. I think that for at least for this one, because the other one was following. So something interesting about both of these games for Square, in my opinion, is that they're both copying Sega games. Sure. So we talked about like Space Harrier yeah. being the game that 3D World Runner was copying, and that was a huge hit at the arcade. But then also Rad Racer is definitely copying Outrun. Sure. And I Outrun never, is, like, the biggest thing ever. I never played Outrun. Outrun is, like, one of the it. most successful arcade games it, it of all time. It defines an aesthetic. I've seen the aesthetic, <laughs> yeah. but I haven't actually played the game. Yeah, you should check that out, uh, especially the arcade version. Um, Only the arcade yeah. version. Well, okay. I'm just saying, because that's, like, the one that everybody talks about. I think right. it would be a little weird if you played, like, I don't even know which uh, Sega ma- systems it got ported to. I think it's on Master System. Yeah, that would just be bizarre. It's not great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so... Uh, with this time, even though Square does things a little different, we'll talk about whether uh, we like this game or not when we when we get into the gameplay thing. But I did want to mention one thing about Square, and that's this whole thing with, like, wow, another pseudo 3D game. Why is that? And that's a big push from Square owner Masafumi Miyamoto, who wanted to demonstrate Nasir Jabeli, who was the um, Iranian? programmer. Yeah, Iranian yes. programmer who Square acquired uh, to do, like, a bunch of... Uh, different uh, games with them. He wound up doing a bunch of Final Fantasy games with them too, but he's kind of like this know-it-all programmer expert for those days where like everybody was working in assembly, which was a really hard program to get your head around. And he was just a whiz at it and knew how to do this special 3D programming. So they figured if they acquired him, they might as well, uh, Miyamoto's thoughts was, I might as well have him make a bunch of 3D-like games and let's see what we can do with it. 
to, to wrap that up with the Famicom, there actually was a 3D system peripheral uh, that uh, only for the Famicom that I can't find any details on, but I know that they did make 3D glasses. But don't had, they just work like, you know, movie-style 3D glasses? Well, yeah, like the old style, like the yeah. red and blue-style yeah. 3D. But I, I couldn't find out if the peripheral was also something you needed to attach huh. to the Famicom to get the 3D mode to play out it, uh, on the video side of it. But long story short, that doesn't come to the North American version, obviously. But those glasses are now kind of like a collector's item uh, because they made they were made of paper or plastic. Uh, so it's like... But they did uh, because there is a 3D mode in, in the NES version, too. It's just they, they apparently didn't need a peripheral for it. Aside. Well, there's no... Um, I'm sorry. You know, it doesn't pop out of the screen. Okay. Right? Like uh, Sure. But I, when I think of peripheral, though, I'm thinking like a piece of hardware. Yeah, right. Whereas this game, you can put on 3D glasses and it'll pop out of the screen, so to speak, wouldn't it? Really? Yeah, you, yeah, press, you, press, you press select. select. Okay, it, so oh. it has that mode still in it. Okay, yeah. I never hit select. I oh, also, okay. I also didn't, but I read that in the manual. Okay, so <laughs> so this one made it over then. Okay, because okay. I remember in 3D World Runner, it didn't have that, but that's cool. I, I guess like any pair of red and blue glasses is going to work, but they never assume. shipped them over to, you know, like Square <laughs> never shipped over copies of the glasses. So I guess it's just really lazy of them to be like, yeah, they don't need the glasses, but we'll include the 3D mode in case they just have red and blue tinted paper lying around. Hey, man, I think this is this is the 80s. They probably had some red and blue hmm. glasses. We, yeah. should, we should get some. I would like to try. Yeah. I'd like to see how bad the 3D pops out. <laughs> I mean, if you look at the game... Even the 3D that it's trying to simulate, there's not a lot on the screen. Well, if we, if we want to talk uh, about the 3D effect, I think that as far as the 3D effect in NES games go, like so far, this is the most impressive that I've seen. I think, yeah, I think it works. Like it actually has like rolling hills, sort of. Like you go over hills and it looks like it. I think that also, though, if we're if we're getting into it, which Get it sounds it. like we're getting into. Uh, because of the 3D effect, it makes the signs really hard to read. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's so, not always for the best. <laughs> yeah. So they kind of sacrifice, you know, and I think an important part of the gameplay there where the arrows tell you which way you need to prepare to turn. And this is a racing game. Yeah, it's a racing game. <laughs> uh, so because of that, they're coming really fast at a distance. So they start off really small and it looks great. It looks like a real sign, but you can't really <laughs> read it because you're going well past the speed limit. And I didn't mean to say that the 3D is lackluster. I, I think what I meant is if you look at the game, it's really just kind of like a background, yeah. a, a road, and a car. So I'm wondering, like, what's the need to have that kind of stuff pop out of your screen? Like, it wouldn't be Either, this. I would guess other cars, maybe. To see the other cars, like, it, as in, they're in different, like, as they're further away, seeing them be that's further what would, in the, into the screen? That's what I would guess. I, that, that 3D back then also only ever came out of the screen. It didn't do, like, today's diorama style. Like, you know, if you oh, watch, like, Toy Story 3D, 3 yeah. in 3D, it looks like a toy box, you know? Yeah. Whereas, like, all 3D back then just was like, oh, it's my God, that dinosaur right is going to eat my face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So we'll get into the objective of the game, at least, because I think that's kind of important when we're talking about these racing games, because this one's not a uh, race against other cars. It's not a three lap system. It's specifically a uh, like a rally course where you have to hit checkpoints in a certain amount of time. So you have a timer that usually is somewhere around like 70 seconds. 
it counts down, and if you get to the next checkpoint in time, you get to go again to, to the following checkpoint, and then eventually you'll end the course and go to the next stage. I believe there's ten stages? Eight. Eight, okay. Have you read the object of the game game description in the manual? Go it's, for it. It's, it's, a, it's a great story. It's pretty good. I have it pulled up here. As the last traces of color leave the sky, you're hanging out by your new wheels, anxious for the race to start. Transamerica, from the west coast to the east coast. Okay, it's time. You jump into the driver's seat, feeling the awesome power beneath you. Stepping through the gears, the cars around you fade into tiny specks in the rearview mirror. Look out! You're on top of a hairpin curve. Whoa. The tires screech. I like that, whoa. It's not even, whoa. It doesn't even have like an exclamation, no exclamation point. point. <laughs> whoa. The tires screech and your heart uh, hits through, your heart hits your rib cage, but you make it laughing. There's only a few more of these till you reach the plains. Then it happens. Another curve hits you in the face. It's too fast. You struggle for the shoulder, but the next thing you know, you're catapulting through the air, almost weightless, until your body tears up against the seatbelt. Then all is still. Not a scratch on you, and the protective ceramic overcoating on your car did the trick. No major damage. You let out, you let out a scream, turn the car around, and hit it. There's still time, but you've got to be cool. Alert. You head, you're headed straight for the coast and those glorious checkered flags, defying the odds again. I mean, Woo. I mean, damn. I mean, that's like Don Draper levels of uh, like ant <laughs> yeah. copy right there. Yeah. You just painted if, a picture for me. If, yeah. if I'm if I'm like doing marketing for this game, I buy commercial time. <laughs> you know, at, around the same time that like, um, what was that show with the talking car? Um, Kirby the Love Bug? No, 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 no. The cool one. Uh, Knight Rider? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool Herbie. <laughs> I mean, Herbie wasn't not cool. It's just that I feel like Knight Rider was a little yeah, cool. I don't know why I went directly yeah, to that. But you buy like 30 seconds of ad time during Knight Rider, and you yeah. just show gameplay yeah. while you read what like whatever Sam just read. Whatever, yeah, it was right. in the manual, right? So you just read that, and you're just like, oh, I'm sold on this game. Yeah. yeah, I'd buy a whole system over that game. Then I'd play it and realize, oh, that's really overselling it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's no rear view mirror even. They, like, they make crashing sure. sound like it's a good thing. That's the bad thing. It's a good thing sometimes. Well, crashing? I, I haven't... Not played. in the game. Oh, okay. okay well, in yeah. the game, they, it's... Yeah, it's bad. I think like they kind of expect crashing to be a part of the game, because right. uh, to the point that... I think Sam was making earlier. You can't really tell when turns are about to happen. Well, you sometimes. could if you could read the damn signs. But no, yeah, but yeah. you can't because they're going by so fast. Because your car is going like usually at least 170 kilometers an hour. Mm-hmm. So when you're going that fast, and then you automatically have to start making a turn, you're either going to do one of two things: you're either going to break completely, so this way you don't have to go jet over to the sides, or you're going to jet over to the sides and hit like a tree or something like that. Or you could play this like an actual racing game and. And use like the apex turning mechanics that we all know and love because they work in this game. They say that in uh, in the manual. Yeah, it's in the manual, and I've, I I tried it out. I tried to play it like I would like a more arcadey version of Gran Turismo, and I actually was doing pretty good. It felt good to play this game, and I think that's a great point because one thing that I was doing after I like crashed several times in a row was I I think I was just trying to like beat the time limit by yeah. like too much. Like if they give you seventy seconds. You're not supposed to like get to the checkpoint with 20 seconds to go. You know, you're, oh, I did. No, no, I, I'm saying in an ideal world, if if you have 70 seconds, you should use all 70 seconds. So you should be oh, okay. trying to like you shouldn't be. It's not a race 
to get there as fast as you can. It's a race to make sure that you get to the checkpoint. So I started slowing down and not trying to go like 200 kilometers an hour and actually adjust my speeds this way. If I did not see a turn coming, I could still brake and and continue turning. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise you're going to, you know, we'll talk about other obstacles, but just your car going that fast alone makes it very hard to make any kind of turns when you're trying to go 210, yeah. 220 kilometers an hour. But well, it, aside from the difficulty with turning, did you guys feel that there was a, a sense of speed with this game? Yeah, I think so. I felt I felt a good sense of speed. I was actually surprised that uh, you get to choose between a Ferrari and a Formula One car. Mm-hmm. Is the Formula One car I don't faster? think there's any difference. Right. It seemed weird that it was just a an aesthetic choice yeah. because... Because I'm always going to pick the Ferrari. <laughs> I know. I was I was driving the Ferrari and I was yeah, like, this is too. awesome. I can't wait to drive the F1 car where things are going to be like 300 kilometers an hour. But I feel like 255 was that, the that's, max. That's like yeah. a... That's like a that's the, the highest integer that this system could create. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> so they were like, cool, this is how fast you're going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just surprised by that. But I definitely feel fast. And I, I think that's because of how fast the trees and the signs go by. Mm-hmm. You I don't have anything not, else going I think by. that's it. I think that's also uh, the way that they programmed handling. Um, the fact that you can't just go from one side of the screen to the other uh, at will also adds to that sense of speed because you feel uh, your traction give way. Yeah. Uh, it's, they also illustrate it with a kind of annoying like screeching sound for mm-hmm. skidding tracks, but um, I think that with the h- how the actual handling is designed as well as the how fast things are coming at you makes it all feel much faster. And I think it also helps that there's uh, four dotted line uh, lanes yeah. Yeah. through each, each thing. So this way, no matter where you are, you have at least, I think, all four actually stay on screen no matter where you are on it. Mm-hmm. So you have four of these things just racing by you, which would be cool in 3D, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, you know, having it could just kind of jut out at your eyes. But now I guess we should talk about the, uh, the, uh, the other obstacles, which are just the other cars. I found them to be incredibly annoying. Yeah. I don't know. Be- I think that, that you need some kind of, you need some kind of obstacle to get around this game to make it feel like anything. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not saying that they're annoying because they're the obstacle. I think they're annoying because it should work like bumper cars, but it, it works more like they have the force of like 10,000 tons <laughs> and you are just like a a little uh, balloon next to them. I because guess. anytime I touched any of those cars, specifically even like from behind, yeah, I'd get like knocked you. all the way over yeah. to the left or right. And I just feel like really like you couldn't just jump me over a little bit or make me go like off course slightly like drift that way. I mean, sometimes when you hit them, that's all that happens. Uh, I think that depending on how you hit them, it depends. It changes the way that you your car reacts. Yeah. If they're going way slower than you, you're just going to get flipped off the road. But if they're going around the same uh, around the same speed as you, then it'll be a more subtle difference. But I I think that's the way it is. Hmm. Yeah, I think my problem was I just tried to go as fast as I could at all times. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I didn't really feel like it was that nuanced but if that's the case i think that's pretty cool that they programmed it along with speeds i i just kind of felt like it was touching these guys just sent me into not not like it wasn't like i was instantly punished but it just felt like okay i have to avoid these guys no matter what but they can do whatever they want to me it doesn't mm-hmm. seem fair that whenever you touch them they don't move yeah yeah they and, sort of stop rendering cars if you pass them mm-hmm. they, like there's never a car that ends up coming up from behind you yeah so 
I'll, I guess they got around that. I don't know. Which is something Mock Rider did. Mock Rider could have cars come. Yeah, uh, and you have a, a rear view mirror. Yeah, yeah. like come back. You had a rear view mirror. Yeah, also. they would come back in front of you. Yeah. One thing um, I was a little bit bothered by was that there's in the uh, in the manual it says that if you uh, what is it? If you go behind another car, what, what's it like? You the can slipstream. Slip you can slipstream. I them. never noticed. You yeah, can, because yeah. you're you're already going way faster than all those other cars. Maybe in some of the later levels that I didn't really get to, that's more of a thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like I'm never gonna try like slow down to get behind a car so that I can speed up to go around it. You know. I think that yeah, definitely the the strategy that you take with this game if you're gonna try and and like how Mike said, just try and get to the end. Mm-hmm. You, you could you'll be a little bit more tactical in how you approach uh, yeah. when like there's will be like three cars taking all three lanes and you have to figure out like which one's going to go forward first and right. try to get around them. I Maybe there's some acceleration boosts if you're behind them for a while, but I didn't notice anything either. Mm-hmm. I'm inclined to believe it though, just because there were some certain cars, uh, even like in the relatively early courses, like three and four, there were some cars that I couldn't, necessarily get around and i i didn't know about this slipstream thing but i was able to eventually like by coasting behind them be able to get in front of them and yeah. that you know that's just probably it's not it doesn't have to do with like them moving over or me just accelerating in speed i feel like it has to do with that slipstream mechanic so yeah. i think i think it works i just i think a lot of this stuff that is like communicated in the manual there's there's not enough going on in the ui yeah, there's uh, in no... this game, like, like like there's just the time your score, which to me means nothing in this game, since your score is how far, how many checkpoints you got, how far you got in the mm-hmm. game, and then there's your speed, and yeah. your speed is only like your speed doesn't change when you're on like the snowy Alps course versus the you know like, like the speed is just a constant thing. And is that your RPMs in the top? What, what, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I don't think it has too much to do with anything. Yeah. It uh, might have to do with turn. It might help with turns a little bit. But possibly. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I really didn't look at it because the only difference to me was like I'm just always in the yellow, and if I'm in the red, I'm probably going too fast. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought you know, like th- those things are nice. I would have just liked to see more. Like yeah. you mentioned, Mock Rider had a rear view mirror, and I guess you don't need it here because the cars never pop back up. But why not some more car like things to help? Yeah, or you know, even a visual cue with the slipstream, or an audio, an audio cue, something. Just yeah. so let, let you know it's happening. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is just a complaint by it being, like, too arcadey. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of surprised that there was no gear system. Yeah. Yeah. I Well, they do have... So, Mock Rider didn't have uh, the capability to go into turbo, did it? No. no. And, but, I mean, fourth gear was pretty fast, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, but this game uses all of its inputs already. I don't know. Yeah, if but they it uses could... one just for changing the radio station. But isn't that cool? I was gonna like rave about that. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I think you should. I, get, I, I think you should. I guess it's pretty cool, but I, it's you know, not he... perfectly placed because I often accidentally changed the station just by mashing on the D pad to try and like counter steer. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think that because it's there, I I just appreciate that. I think it goes along with the aesthetic a I lot. Think even I think if so. you do, even if you do it on accident, though, it's yeah. nice because it's like at least you're not listening to the same thing over. Yeah. And, you know, like how many times we complain about games where it's like that one level just has that one song and you hear it the entire time. It's like, or you could listen to nothing. Right? And yeah. that is something <laughs> yeah, that, that is we nice would choice. really like in a lot of games. Yeah, no, that that's fair, but you know, at the sacrifice of less mechanics, I guess. Sure. But to be fair, also the the uh, 
the mechanics that are there do feel pretty good. Yeah. You know, driving a car feels good. I don't know how... It would definitely feel like a different game if there was actual gear shifting in this like there was in Mock Rider. Yeah. Uh, I think you already have a lot to handle and a lot to manage with uh, all of the... Because there's a lot more obstacles in this game, I feel, at least moving obstacles, not so much... And you like can't shoot any of them. Stuff. You yeah. can't shoot them to get them out of the way. Yeah. It's a grounded game. Yeah. It's grounded in reality. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it would be a very busy game if it also had that. So you're not rooting for any more obstacles to be added. You're comfortable with the trees, the signs, and the cars. Just asking. I mean, I think that if this game could find some way to put other things along the side of the road, that would be great. But I feel like that was a that was probably a hardware issue. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you look at the ported versions of Outrun, none of them have cool stuff. And when they do try and put stuff on the side of the road, you're dropping like 20 frames mm-hmm. per second there. And I think like I, I maybe glossed over this at the top, but I think the backgrounds in this game are pretty They're awesome. Great. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. that one, um, the second level. Second the, level's great. The, the night, oh, no, night. San, yeah. San Francisco City. Right. I thought that was like so cool. I also thought that, um, like, just color in this game is great for an NES game. Yeah. I, in the, I don't know if it's the last, uh, the last track or the second last track. Uh, you are racing at dawn, and the beginning of the of the race, it's sort of you know that hazy, uh, twilight blue and as you go farther the sun rises and it changes the sky changes colors there's there's more stuff that just looks like sunrise i, I yeah, guess no, i'm, I'm you having start trouble to even see like um i think at certain points if you're up if you go up on the hill you can actually see the waterfront like you can yeah, see like an ocean yeah. and it's like weird because then you dip back down uh down the hill and no longer can you see the ocean part you yeah. see grass so it's like that's a neat touch as if you're actually like racing to a destination. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the backgrounds are awesome. I, I never yeah. really thought about the colors, but looking at the game now, I do think the colors are really nice for yeah. an NES game. There are it's certain- actually like a gradient change too. It's not just here's one frame where it's dark blue and here's one frame where it's light blue. Yeah, there are certain games that I feel like try to use this same color palette and come off like cartoony, mm-hmm. and th- this doesn't do that. Yeah. Um. Uh, one other thing yeah. before we... Uh, this is going back to cars and obstacles. The one thing else, the other thing that I appreciated was that these are actual cars. Yeah, like, I thought that per was track. Cool. Like the night LA track has Corvettes on it, mm-hmm. and in another track later, there's Lamborghinis. Um, you can you only see the back the back half of them, but they're pretty uh, iconic. Yeah, and they tried to go for like where you were in yeah. the world too, which I thought was like, like a, a, a nice European touch. car in Greece and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had the Lotus in one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, some actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk one more thing. Uh, the the timer mechanic. One thing that I found interesting about that is that there was one time where the time ran out for me, but I was going like let's say 200 kilometers or whatever, and it doesn't like as soon as time hits zero, it doesn't stop and say game over. Mm-hmm. You actually like coast yeah. in yeah. the car and if you cross the checkpoint you get your time back yeah, yeah. you get your time back and, and gas and back. Sc- yeah exactly it's like oh cool I, I think that that also happened in, uh, in, Mock, Rider. in Mock Rider yeah, yeah. oh you get to coast for a little bit I couldn't yeah. remember okay. yeah um, I kind of want to go back and play Mock Rider now after playing this one just to compare the two yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm having similar thoughts be- because I'll, I'll get into it later comparing the two yeah okay 
And then, uh, so this is my, like, what I'm going to call unrealistic wish list for this game. But, and, and I'm not saying that this game was capable of these things, but just knowing, like, what I wanted from it as I was playing it, these are just some thoughts I had. So, one, if they're going to do this whole 3D thing, I would have loved a mode that puts you in the driver head. So this way you actually see, like, the steering wheel and you have, like... I feel like that could be done. Yeah, Especially in this style of yeah. cartoony. You're really I, just changing... You're just giving it a, a layer in front of it that doesn't move. Yeah, and it, yeah, exactly. It would have almost, like, obscured more yeah, of your view. Yeah, just be a bitmap. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and so I feel like that would have been a harder mode, but maybe, like, a, a more realistic simulation style for, for that kind of thing. And I think that would also, since there's only eight stages, it would encourage you to try them another way mm-hmm. to be like, oh, you know, it was one thing to see the whole city skyline, but now imagine if you can only see it from your, you know, the front view of the car. Yeah. I feel like it, it would, it, you know, it would take on a different uh, type of 3D. Different perspective, yeah. Yeah. And another uh, thing on my wish list was just like a different mode other than this uh, race against the cars where uh, where the cars are only the obstacles, I would have liked something maybe where there was, like, even just two other cars that you race against, uh, like, kind of AI, and you have, like, a, you know, finish in first, finish in second, and finish in third, and you can choose your course ahead of time. Yeah. You know, another thing is, like, a two-player mode where you can play with, like, a, you know, like a split-screen uh, horizontal view for each person, and you can race against each other. And you you preface this by saying like maybe not realistic, but not realistic. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Just things that I thought would have put this game over the top for me. Mm-hmm. Th- things that it was like. I mean, like for me, this game is is pretty competent and and sets out what it wants to do. I I will still say that like even though we said there is a way to work out the turns, I still think the turns are, are a problem because <laughs> I couldn't always tell when that was going on, and I don't necessarily think that that's a player. Yeah. Flaw. It's it more or less is a design flaw a lot of the time. Well, times. it does say in the manual to memorize the routes. So well, that's, that's actually sure. a joke. That was a joke I was going to make to you early on. Was like, <laughs> oh, you didn't study no, the 2D outline yeah. of the map beforehand. It, it tells you to to memorize. Them, I think that's a little it, different it, it, than memorizing like where you are in Metro. I agree, and yeah. I, I've been pretty high in this game, but I do agree that there should be a little bit more telegraphing. Yeah, but with I'm, I'm, how, how to go about those turns. But were, what were you going to say? I'm wondering if that's just them covering their bases. Maybe. Yeah. Um, another thing to nitpick. Maybe this isn't a nitpick, but this is actually a genuine problem. Uh, as good as I think that this game looks, and I do think that it looks good, even though the sides of the roads are pretty bland. Um, there's a lot of flicker. Did you guys notice yeah. this? Mm-hmm. It, it was kind of hard. I think this contributes a lot. Maybe it wouldn't be so so much of a problem to get around turns and to see when the obstacles were coming at you from a distance if there just wasn't so much flicker. Hmm. And, it, and it, it's mostly a hardware limitation yeah. thing. But even the cars, uh, as they get like really close to the screen, they'll like lose like half of the half car. of the car and I, it's like I you know it's still there <laughs> like you can fill in the gap with mm-hmm. your brain but it is kind of like i think it's that's weird a sprite thing yeah no it's that's what I'm because saying. sprite limit you, thing you know how, how it flickers when it yeah um, mm-hmm. yeah and i think like you know that's easily solved nowadays with an emulator you can actually turn on like unlimited sprites and oh, it mm-hmm. won't do that but you know obviously at the time i think if the, if this whole thing is like drive in 3D like never before and see all this thing it's like the flickering thing and like cars half disappearing but also is... can't do well with like 3D mode if if you have sprites flickering and you're in that they're in, you're seeing and come at you i think that's going to be even more disorienting right yeah 
How many how many sprites is it that it can handle before it starts flickering? I'm no, not sure. No at idea. All. I yeah. actually think it's dependent on the game too, because so, some games have more memory than others. I think it's the I, I think it's the hardware. Okay. Of uh, that's built into the the NES itself. The NES itself. Yeah. Huh. Was there anything on anyone else's wish list for this game? Uh, I mean, I, I touched upon it briefly. Just you know, more stuff on the side of the road uh, to to give it more uh, of a personality, but. What were you going to say? Well, you'd said different mode, which mm-hmm. I think, you know, you already have the F1 car. Just make make something else for that, you know? Yeah, I, I think like... Have it handle a little bit differently. Right, have it handle yeah. a little differently. Or even just like if you're going to go through the thing to like include like just one different car, just include... That doesn't change anything. Just include a bunch of different cars. Let people fantasize, you know, like... like I don't think it's so much to say, like, oh, here's the consumer car and here's the dream racing car. Have at it. It's like, <laughs> what about putting in, like, a Volkswagen or, like, you know, like, just, or like, just a go-kart. Like, or you know, a guy like other running really that, fast. Yeah, 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 man, running would have been great. That would have fit, right? What if the guy from 3D World Runner, like, was imported over to here? That would have been cool. Sure. <laughs> is that on our dream list? Is yeah, that, it's it, not it is now. So I the, don't the know. The skier from Slalom. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know how um, how true this is, but I believe what I'm pulling up here on NES Dev Wiki is that there is an eight sprite limit and a 64 tile limit okay. for the NES. All I right. think that that is solved, though. What I was trying to say was solved through additional cart uh, mechanics. Like, gotcha. uh, later, I, obviously nothing in 1987 is going to do it. But later on, there is like better technology put directly into the carts to make the games run better. Even today's like modern homebrew stuff yeah. isn't just running on like the you know like the, the bare bones yeah. default NES stuff. It's it's not like up to snuff with whatever Donkey Kong had <laughs> on the NES. But I'm sure some people do go for that challenge. Reach out to us. A few additional thoughts that aren't necessarily about Round Racer, but we talked about Outrun existing and being like a great game uh i know sam hasn't played it but does rad racer exist like in a more is it more popular in another universe where outrun doesn't come out does rad oh, racer yeah. sk- scratch that itch if if outrun never comes out i don't i know this game wouldn't come out because it's so it borrows so much from it but right. let's say that this was just in an original thought that the developers had and Outrun doesn't exist. This game is it takes the place of out of Outrun, I think. I think that it it has enough of the same uh feel uh that Outrun gives us and it just like has that same Outrun vibe. It, like it's taken on a, a new life now with like music that that's supposed to be Outrun and just the whole visual aesthetic. Um I think that Rad Racer would be the big arcade racer. Hmm. And another additional thought, I have to retract pretty much everything I said at the beginning now because just looking at the back of the box here, uh, Rad Racer included 3D glasses with the original release in North okay. America. They're, That's they're a- really weird looking. Like they're really flimsy compared to like movie going 3D glasses at the time. Like, but they're in a sleek black instead of that that tacky white. You know right, what I'm that's true. But I, I think I think like I don't you know I don't know how I oversaw that detail, <laughs> but it's definitely like for some reason no one talks about it when you like look up this game. No one mentions like oh play the 3D mode or uh, you know don't forget like the cool glasses they came with. So I guess that just says that it was probably a fail. I mean, 
I, I, but nobody talks about any of the 3D games from the NES, I feel. So I think that's just... Yeah, it's a fail for this game, but it's a fail for the entire concept. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, exactly. If the intentions, though, of uh, Square's owner was to, like, you know, we're going to make 3D-focused games because they're going to sell, like, hotcakes on the NES and Famicom, and then no one proceeds to talk about them down the line. It's like, I wonder if it was, like, it was big back in the day, and then people just forgot about it, or if it was always just, like, let me try this game with these 3D glasses. Oh, the 3D is absolutely terrible. Well, my question is... We're going to have to test it out. Is uh, Gabelli or is it Gabelli? Or, I think it's Gabelli. It was Gabelli's history of programming 3D, 3D, like, glasses 3D? Or was it the actual, like, parallax viewing of it's things? It's the parallax viewing. Okay, yeah. Yes. So I think He's that, not to blame for this. No, 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 I didn't yeah. think so. But I think that maybe uh, Miyamoto was more concerned with just the 3D rendering and I think in that case, maybe not a smashing success, but this was still a success when it came to at least the rendering part of it. You know what and, I mean? And I mean, kids are going to buy this because they see it comes with 3D glasses. Like, that's a huge sell. That too, it? yeah. You don't think that that yeah. would be a big sell in 1987 that like, oh my gosh, it comes with 3D glasses? <laughs> like, I want to play yeah, video guess, games in 3D. I guess so. I, I don't know. I would have fallen for it. I did fall for it. We talked about in the 3D well, Battles of World Runner episode that dinosaur game that I had on Windows 95. Yeah. That, uh, uh, does anybody? No, nobody has uh, nobody, reached out to you yet. Nobody's reached out mm. to me about that. It's just a very obscure game, I guess. What can I say? I have great taste. <laughs> I get you know your 3D thing kind of makes sense. I remember being really psyched for Spy Kids 3D. Yeah, when, when that came out, and I was I had a Sylvester Stallone cameo in it, but it was. <laughs> Pretty, That's enough. How great. did he look in 3D? Uh, you know that scene was not in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last but not least, Rad Racer Two. It Can't comes wait. out. Uh, we will play it. It's actually NES only. Uh, does not go to the Famicom. Uh, Rad Racer One did not. It, it sold extremely well, actually, and so did 3D Battles of World Runner, but not as well as Rad Racer. But they both sold really well. Interestingly enough, I guess like whatever Square invested in this technology though, and <laughs> didn't the 3D glasses cover. <laughs> didn't quite cover it because these are the games that lead us to Final Fantasy. You know, there's a, these there, were the failures. Yeah, exactly. These are the games that essentially are like we're out of money and out of ideas. What do we do? I have a Final Fantasy <laughs> oh, Seven. <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> right to Seven. Right. Uh, one thing I'll say about Rad Racer uh, Two is also that it. Uh, just looking it up online, it seems like they tried to add things without changing too much of the game, and diehard fans hated it. Oh. As a result, they were like, "Oh, Rad Racer One was so great. I'd, I'm just going to keep playing that." So does this come out next year? I don't know when this comes out. Actually, this could be like. Uh-oh. 90 or... Oh, no. no. This could be an after Final Fantasy world where they're just like, hey, we need more uh, more games that aren't just <laughs> RPGs. Rad Racer 2. It is 1990, so it is after Final Fantasy and maybe even after Final Fantasy releases in North America because wow. Final Fantasy released in North America in 1990, but released in 1987, uh, December of 1987 in Japan. So, right. so you might hear from us about it in like 2024. Yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. Yeah, you know, and this we're right now talking about uh, Rad Razor came out on October 1st, 1987, and uh, December of 87 is Final Fantasy. So these games must have performed really poorly in Japan <laughs> for them to have to rush together Final Fantasy if the story is true. Yeah. Because otherwise, maybe these things did do well, and they were already working in Final Fantasy because they needed a big hit. 
And then they were like, oh, what do we do with these other games that did okay? No, no more 3D. <laughs> 3D Final Fantasy. I would have done it. Yeah. All right. Now it's time for the Essential Games List. So we've been talking a lot about Rad Racer. Now we have to vote on it. We're talking about if it's still uh, worth playing today. Not playable today. Game seems okay playable to me. We're talking about if it's worth playing. Sam? Uh, so I think that <clears throat> I think that as far as NES racing games go, this one feels really good. I think that the mechanics are all solid. I think the graphics are really cool. Kind of gives you this nostalgic NES feeling uh, when you're playing it. You know, it's colorful, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> there's not a lot else I can say about it. I feel like um, if you play racing games in general. You're going to have a better time with a lot of other racing games than you will with this one. And I think if you're a fan of racing games, especially these kind of arcade racing games, then you should give it a shot. But I don't think it's essential. Okay. Sean? All right. I really, really like this game. Um, I think that it feels good for when, when we are in time, where in the NES life cycle we are. Um, I think that it has that same that same like '80s new wave sort of feel uh, that Outrun gives you. Uh, I do think that if you don't have access to an Outrun cabinet and you're sort of writing off the um, writing off the 2008 version that came out on Xbox 360, whenever this is the best way to play the game at home. Like for probably like the best play, the best way to play an outrunish kind of game uh, on a home console, aside from you know emulating the arcade cabinet. Um, but that being said, it's not up to. I I enjoyed this game more I think than I even enjoyed playing Mock Rider as as weird as that is to say. So I have to think about Mock Rider right now. Because I'm not putting Rad Racer on the essential games list only because it is derivative. It's a derivative work. Um, it is the best way to play a racing game as of now on the NES right now, I think. Um, so I think if it existed in a vacuum, this would be an essential game, but it doesn't. So it's not. All right. Uh, interesting analysis. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. And I, I especially like the point about... Rad Racer being like the definitive home console experience at the time, yeah. because that was kind of like my question out there about like, well, Outrun exists, so should this game matter? And I kind of came to the conclusion that yeah, it should because this is on the NES and Outrun isn't. Like if you're if you own an NES in 1987, there's not that many racing games that have come out. I can think of Mock Rider, and there was that Breakthrough game, which is not a racing game. That's like no. a you're in a car, but yeah, it's not a ra- it's racing. It's not a racing game. There's also Spy Hunter, and that's, oh, Spy Hunter yeah. was interesting, yeah. But that again, like I wouldn't consider that a racing game. Yeah, I'd consider it like an action game. Yeah. There's speed skating in uh, Winter Games. Yeah. Stop right now. <laughs> <laughs> Stop this instant. Uh, you also forgot all the track and field racing games. Then <laughs> I, the I was yard, uh, I'm speed skating. <laughs> yeah, so I'm still I think, trying like, to figure that one out. Knowing how limited it is, and then this thing just like explodes onto the screen. I'm not gonna vote this thing essential, but I think it's gonna hold like a a new standard for me yeah. in terms yeah, of like sure. racing this, games on the nes this just sits right outside that threshold for me because mm. i enjoyed it that much 
Yeah. So, yeah. If I'm, it did it, a couple more things, if it was a little bit, you know, a little bit more content, I think it would be essential. I but. think the difference between Mock Rider and this is that I would put Mock Rider more in the, even though it is somewhat more of a racing game than all the other ones we mentioned in uh, the Rad Racer lineup. I think that Mock Rider is also an action game that involves like a bunch of different ways to play itself. Mm-hmm. And Rad Racer just kind of limits you to just this arcade driving experience. And obviously, like, 3D arcade racing games come out and they're like, in my opinion, a lot better mm-hmm. than these 2D adaptations of these games. Mm-hmm. I, maybe, maybe most of them are even better than Outrun. Uh, you know, I, I know that some people still hold that game very dear, but I think that knowing what I know in the future, I can't necessarily put like any 2D racing games on, yeah. uh, on an essential games list just because I think that you have a lot more to check out. Uh, when it comes to like the burnout games or, you know, or cruising in the USA or Daytona, you know, you have like those things you have to check out before you ever check out like a rad racer. That True. said, if Outrun was like your jam back in the day and you somehow missed this one, I think it is worth it to at least see like what the Nintendo example equivalent was. Yeah, for Sega's competition, because they are they are still somewhat fighting. Yeah. And even in this day, I, I say but when I said that it's the best home console version of Outrun, it's because I've, I know I've mentioned this already. But if you look at the home console versions of Outrun, you've got a bunch of ports on, like there's an Atari port, the uh, obviously the Master System port, a bunch of no names that we I can't even remember the names of the consoles, and they were all hot garbage. <laughs> so uh, I think that this is still the best version outside of the arcade. Yeah, and one one thing I'll mention too is Outrun does eventually come to the Genesis, which isn't out yet, and yeah. um, I, I guess until, shouldn't be held up against yeah. it. But no, but even seeing like the Genesis version, there is like a a frame rate compromise, <laughs> and so it's still like not necessarily worth it because you, you you're required to to have that work. Yeah, you know, like fluidness in these racing games is so important. So. I, I still think, like, Red Racer does a great job of accomplishing what it wants to do, even if I didn't try the 3D mode because I didn't care for, like, <laughs> simulating 3D out of my screen on an NES thing. I think, like, the the um, perspective 3D was, like, cool enough yeah. to, to sell me on the game. So I definitely think Red Racer is cool. Yeah. It's cool. Not it is essential. cool. All right. Uh, that has been an episode of Nostalgia. Uh, you guys can find us for more at www.nostalgiacast.com. All the other episodes are there. If you want to check out what we said about Mock Rider back in the day, check that out. I don't know what episode number that is, but it's definitely in the first like 25. Ish. First 25. So definitely go check that out. We have an episodes page where you can just click on all of them. It's really nifty. They're in like order. Yeah. Orders and stuffs. Mm-hmm. Also, we have a little contact button on the website where you can contact us and let us know your thoughts about this episode, upcoming games, other games. I'm I'm ready for it. Tell me about your games, all of them. I like it when people send us games that they beat. Recently, we got one for uh, Gumshoe. Oh, yeah. Guy, yeah. Beat, guy beat Gumshoe, and I was like, wow, that's very impressive, but more impressive that he remembered... To send a screenshot of it too, like I want to let the nostalgia guys know. We, I salute you, man. Like that's awesome. We appreciate it. Also, if you don't want to use that contact thing, you can always uh, just email us. It's uh, nostalgia at gmail, nostalgiacast at gmail dot com. 
Uh, yeah, we that, downgraded yep. to the Gmail. Yep, we don't have the other thing anymore because they want fifty bucks uh, yeah. a year. They stole it from us, actually. Right, they confiscated it, and then I get this thing on my phone that says like "sign in to contact at nostalgicast.com. and I'm like, I don't own that anymore. <laughs> I just uh, look. We're doing okay though, right? We yeah, got, we're doing we got okay. John but if, B if you want us supporting the good cause, write to Google. And tell them to. I'm sorry. Who is the host? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Write to our our host and tell, tell tell them to give our email back. CC is, CC Google on that email. It is yeah. Google. Case. It, in that in that particular instance, it's Google Business Suite. Yeah. Tell whatever. them yeah. to give it back. Yeah. Honestly, uh, or just vote for someone in 2020 who's going to break up Google. Yeah. You know the lawyers. Yeah. Oh yeah. The. Just kidding. Email the lawyers. Yes, them. Wait, don't email. See, our our audio producer is trying to signal to us that we are saying some some bad things on oh, the. Oh, we're just kidding. Don't uh-huh. sue Google. Don't sue Google. Don't email them. Don't email anybody don't except for us. And I swear, I do not have a gun to my head right now. <laughs> This has been Nostalgia. I'm Michael Esposito. You can find me on at Esposito Film on Twitter, and I'll Google you soon. In this post show, we're going to talk about how cars work. <laughs> so what, they got wheels? So there's like a piston. They, there's several, I think, sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. it's just the act of like... Explosions. Explosions. It's little explosions. That how cause... metal are cars, guys? There are a lot. So there are metal. a lot of metal. There used to be more metal, but now they're less. They're yeah. still Mostly plastic metal. now. Yeah. Would you drive a Ford Model T in today's times? I would. Yeah. Like down the street? Yeah, why not? At 15 miles per hour? Yeah, that sounds Maybe safe. Maybe on the sidewalk? You would drive a car on the sidewalk? <laughs> I like would drive Model down T? the street. I'd have people honking at me, and I'd just wave at them. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see a Model T on a railroad. Why? Why? Like they look like tra- they look like the fronts of trains, don't they? A little bit. A little bit. Like it seems I like think, that's what cars were designed. I feel like after. you'd get hit by a train if you did that. Yeah, probably. But you know what? Um, does anybody remember the Calamari Desert yeah. in Mario Kart yeah, 64? you can and, cheat it. Yeah. yeah. That train, uh, you can go on those tracks yeah. and yeah, you can It'll skip ahead. You? Yeah, no, I mean, you also no, run you'll... the risk of being flattened by a train. But if you uh, time it right, you can skip about half the level. Everybody's always talking about games being like too violent and causing kids to be violent, but it never... No one ever talks about like, oh, but my kid just got ran over by a train in Mario Kart 64 and now he thinks he's going to be smushed. Like, no, your kid's dead. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you should have a fear of trains when you're driving. I'm yeah. just afraid of trains they at all times. They can anywhere. <laughs> Tra- yeah, trains can wake you up in the middle of the night. Choo-choo. Yeah, that choo-choo, yep. How many, oh, how many chugga-chuggas? Chugga 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 choo choo. That's a lot. All right. Yeah. I think what, what do you a, got? Chugga 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 choo choo. Yeah, it's that one. Yeah. yeah that, I don't nobody, think it's like okay, no one say, chug 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 choo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, chug chug I, I've chew. seen people. <laughs> I've seen people like discuss this before, and it's not chugga chugga choo choo. Yeah, like, you're skipping I, I all agree of it. Chugga 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 chugga. Wait, what is it? No, you got it. 
Chugga Chugga Choo Choo is a drinking game, in my opinion. You know, like, Chugga Chugga Choo Choo. You know, like, chase it with a burger. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe it's like, um, what are those picklebacks, you know? Like, you do the Chugga Chugga and then the Choo Choo. Yeah, like, you just pretend that the pickleback itself is the train. Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay, one thing we didn't talk about in the episode because we were talking about Rad Racer, but since it's Outrun, which was mostly like what we yeah, covered we in the bookends of it. Mostly about Outrun. Uh, no one ever talks about how, like, in that game, if you ever crash, you have straight up murdered not only yourself, <laughs> but this blonde chick who did not wear a seatbelt and Wait, is. Wait, what? Yeah, like, that's the whole thing. Wait, is, do you like, see the gruesome deaths? You know, that's a good question. I didn't see the I blonde remember chick. Wait, yeah, We're you drive about, with a with a passenger. We're talking about outrun. We're talking about outrun. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about rad. Of course, oh, I we can't. forgot to talk about what happens at the end of the game. Uh, you no, know, I wanted to talk yeah, about that where too. she yeah. takes the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, what happens at the end of the game? Uh, get, it's just, the like game. the car drives down down the road, but it's more of like a profile view. Okay, and uh, then you and your passenger. I guess there's a female passenger in this game as well. Get out of the car, and they sort of wave at you, and then she sort of ducks out. And he's still waving, and she drives off. Oh, and that's then he sick. like, ah, he, he like runs for it. Yes, yeah, they um they get the wind knocked out of them when they, when it crashes. Oh. It's like they are both ejected out of the car, <laughs> do several somersaults, somersaults. Slash, somersaults. Slash, like flips in the air. <laughs> then they just like dust off, yeah, and get back in the car. Wow, and drive away. I mean, more power to them. Yep. So again, another thing. I don't that, think they like, need any more power. I think they're. At maximum power. Yeah, they're yeah. actually like Super Saiyan or whatever. Yeah, I was going to make a DBZ reference as well. Mm-hmm. You were going to make a DBZ reference? Yeah. Can we talk about DBZ power creep? No, you see, the thing is, yeah, okay, first of all, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But also, I just, like, I hope that anime becomes illegal. Anime should become illegal. I'm going to... That's fair. I think, like... I'll, I'll write illegal anime to my essential Yeah, and list. also, like, Hulu has, like, a monopoly on good anime right now, so Do somebody's got to break up. Yeah, they have all the good anime. Break up all of these companies. I don't companies. have it, but I've heard Crunchyroll's good, right? Crunchyroll's good, and if, I'm, if I wouldn't be surprised if Hulu owns Crunchyroll now. Oh. Uh, that means that I think that Disney owns most of Crunchyroll then. Yeah, that would be the same. Yeah. Um, every company should be broken up. Yeah, nostalgia is getting a little too big. Yeah. yeah, I think that nostalgia should be cut up into nostalgia north, east, south, and west, and we each take a piece. We which, should make which a, one am oh, I? That'd be great. Nostalgia cast east. Wait, and wait. West. Let's let's go by where we're sitting. That's north, right? So I'm this, nostalgia cast west. This is south. No way. That's that's north for sure. Okay. Right. All right. I, I, give, I give up I'm easily. A, I'm gonna pull up a compass. <laughs> okay. I think you're northeast right now. Um, I think so I am. In, I like, think I am north. Different corners. We're taking the corners of. The no, like where I actually am in the world, I'm north. Uh, I don't think my phone has a compass. Does anyone have a, a phone <laughs> no, with a compass? No phone has a built-in yeah, compass. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Wait, what is it? Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, cool. So you're north, you're west. There's no way this is making I'm it to the east. post show, but welcome Joe, to the post-post Joe's show, baby. It's hey. the post-post show. Here we go. We're talking, to me. We're talking, my shoes. We're talking cardinal directions. Has anybody ever had <laughs> flounder? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> What's that like? Is it chewy? No. Okay, so it's like, pretty, like it's, it's flaky. Flounder is not a Pokemon that was. Um, you're thinking of the Little Mermaid. There's Sunfisk. You had a pet flounder named. No, it wasn't a flounder, was it? He was named Flounder, but he didn't have his eyes on one side of his body. So okay, he was not a yeah, he was not a flounder. But fish, there was but a was Pokemon flounder. called Flounder. No, no, but there is a Flounder Pokemon. Oh, what's right. that called? Sunfisk. Sunfisk, I like that. Unless Ooh. it's not a flounder, and I'm just making that up. Okay. But it's you know, it's flat and it's got the eye thing. Cool. Favorite fish? 
Jumanji. To eat or... <laughs> <laughs> Could you describe to me what Jumanji would look like as a fish? Uh, Like a board uh, with dye. Okay. For eyes? The dye or eyes? No eyes. <laughs> um, just describing Jumanji. <laughs> just describing the board game. Oh, I thought you said what's your favorite board game. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I was talking about fish. Oh. I was talking about fish. Uh. But that sounds awful fishy that you didn't hear me correctly. I think you did. Uh. I think you're trying to make a funny. Um, and we only make funnies on the Post 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 Show. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Post 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 Show. What's going on in Post 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 Show world? Guys, in what dimension does 7 plus 3 equal 38? None. Uh, no, that's ridiculous. In the 13th dimension. Where? Like you just said none. Is, well, is none, you could probably figure out some... Is none yes in the 13th dimension? You know dimension? how we use like a base 10 system? You could mm-hmm. probably figure out some hokey way to get 38 yeah. from that. Well, I'm saying you know, it's I'm not it's smart none enough none to realize yet. that, but... Is it is it like hard for you guys to understand like base 10 as just like a construct for humans and that numbers actually mean nothing? Well, no, they I mean things... Like the the numbers refer to like two concepts that exist. But I'm saying like I have one laptop, right? Yeah. But like how many atoms are in that laptop? At like, least one, because you have one laptop. Well, right. the the thing is that the atoms in that laptop could be divided by one. Damn. Do you want to do a math special? I'm not a math. Not until the person. post 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 show. Welcome to the post 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 show where we do a math special. All right, so let's say that you are going, you're going a hundred meters in a race, but before you can go a hundred meters, you have to go fifty meters. But before you can go fifty meters, you have to go twenty five meters. One hundred seventy five. But before you Wait. go twenty five <laughs> meters, you have to go twelve point five meters. But before you go twelve point five meters, you can you have to go six point seven five meters. And and on and on and on until before you can go one nano inch. Why do I have this? You handicap? have to go half a nano inch. What what is it, the, isn't yeah. it crazy? Why That's do I crazy. have this handicap though? No, I'm just saying that you have to do that before Why? you go that far. Why? Why is so, it just me? When we're talking about numbers, yeah. right? So we're on the post, 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 post show. Yeah. But could we get to the post, 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 post show? Not unless we did the post, 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 post show. No, but the thing Welcome is. Welcome oh, to okay. the post, 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 <laughs> right. post, post show. I feel like we talk point. about upcoming ideas my, for the post, 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 post show. Uh, my, my let's point. talk about fish. We're uh, going to do that in the other show, the, the next post show. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what's this one for? This is the one where we discuss what we're going to discuss on the oh, next okay. post show. I think that we should discuss uh, macroeconomic trends. We just said it was fish. And lightning. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to discuss what it wasn't just going to be like somebody shouts it out. Oh, fish and lightning is a great idea. All right, that's hold cool. on. Like Sharknado, but with other examples. Yeah. Oh, that's a great like idea. weather and uh, sea creatures yeah. combined. Lot, so the thing is lightning. that most value comes from people's perceived value in it. But if it doesn't actually have value, then all we have to do is change people's perceived value and it it drops. And lightning comes from the sky. And in the post, 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 post show, where do feelings come from? They've come from the heart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This has been Nostalgia. Thank you for listening this far. You are a dedicated fan. Achievement unlocked. Gamers rise up. <laughs> that was all just the setup for that joke. <laughs> Gamers rise. We're done. We're done. <laughs>